it's hot. I almost did this podcast completely nude. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know how the world would have felt about that. Really? You don't think they would have liked it? They don't need any more heat on the internet. Hey, that's my baby. (laughs) Because it's hot as fuck. How hot is it today? It's so hot. I'm kind of mad we're even doing this right now. (laughs) I know. I was setting up the podcast and Nadia was uh, sprayed out uh, across the couch going, nope, I'm done. We don't need to do this. I'm sweating just sitting here. This is atrocious i mean i don't know we got some listeners in all parts of the world like from what yeah we see that's pretty exciting germany france a united kingdom well for those folks australia in australia Australia. i hear it's winter right now so just so you know it was like 102 today in the valley north hollywood to be exact winter it it's like burns the skin yeah it's one of those things we took our dogs to the dog park yesterday yesterday uh and um, we were standing out on the asphalt, and then we were reminded by a, a fellow passerby that it was so hot that we needed to be careful. About their paws. About their paws. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing out here. I would have been like, why are you bringing me to this hot, dusty, <laughs> if I was my dogs, but not. Literally, you guys can't see it, but one of our one of our pups is. She's uh, panting over here. She's panting. She's so hot. The other one's be underneath our desk panting as well. It's just hot, guys. When you're in North Hollywood... And you're in LA and mm-hmm. you're living in a one bedroom apartment because yep. rent is crazy here. The rent is just too damn high. It's, I mean, we don't even have air conditioning. We have like a wall unit that only yeah. blows air into the kitchen. Well, our house was made, or the apartment. I was like, <laughs> house. house. Thank you, big, big. Our apartment was made in the 40s. So there's like zero. What is it called? Insulation. Zero. It's just like. And we An live at the it. top, and the and sun. And he cooks rises, it. so guys, yeah, it's a perfect storm. Yeah, it's so great. Yay! <laughs> There's nothing fun. There's nothing more fun. But this episode is an exciting one. Yes, um, we are going to be. We decided that it'd be really cool that once a month we're going to check in with you guys, um, hosts only, and kind of dive in deep to a particular topic, and um, or just whatever we want to. F- just or, or catch you up on the week. Catch yeah, you up man. on uh, what's going on. This particular one, we're going to be catching you up on uh, what happened this week. Just and our crazy lives. And, and just, yeah, podcast and all that good stuff. And if you have already done this, thank you so much. But if you have not, definitely hit that subscribe button because we got some exciting interviews coming down Oh, the yeah. You ain't going to want to miss those. I mean, we, we've already interviewed some really cool guests, and I just can't wait to share them. Yeah, I, it's awesome. I almost wanted to share our other cool guests today. But, you know, rather than us. we kind of just want to, we wanted to chat with y'all today. So yeah. we said, you know what? It'll just be you and I. And if you're, uh, if you also like tuning into YouTube, we will have a different format. So whenever you hop online and see this episode, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> You'll be pleasantly surprised how much I yawn <laughs> and or poke my eyes because my contacts are dry if I'm not wearing my glasses. Or so, you yeah. know what? You might just love the old way and go, hey, screw that. Go back to the old way. And in that case, we won't listen to you. No, I'm just kidding. We're on a couch. Oh, what couch. are you talking about? I'm talking about what, you know, we were sitting at the table. And Baby, now I don't the couch, think that they care. I thought you were talking. I don't even know. Whatever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you have already done this, thank you. 
but something that has been exciting for us and has really helped our podcast grow and reach all those different countries is when you take a couple of seconds to hit that uh, rate and review and that subscribe button. Um, it may not seem like a lot to you guys, but for a podcast, it, it means the world. And it's already been exciting to see those uh, kind of come through. Tune in week to week. That's yeah. so cool. I got some good feedback. So thank everybody for listening. Thank y'all. Yes, thank you so much. And without further ado, is there anything else we want to let our uh, our peeps know? No, we can do it in the episode. We're going to do it in the episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the next episode of No Business Like Show Business. Yeah. Come one, come all. Lord, I feel, the valley. I feel like I need one of those little like fans that like open up and you clip them. I used to have so many of those when I was a little girl. It was so awesome. You had, the, oh, those like uh, fans from the back in the day? Yeah. You would. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of something like that. I don't know if I did that, but yeah. <laughs> they're the Chinese fans, right? The ones that you. Well, I don't open? know that they're Chinese, but they're something. The ones I always saw were that had like Chinese writing in them. Oh. It could be like an Asian writing. I don't know that they're Chinese, but yes. And if you're tuning in, this is no <laughs> business like show business. We are your hosts. My name is Preston. And I am Nadia. And every week we dive into the entertainment industry, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Yeah, man. The hot, the cold. Yep. We're hoping that it goes cold at, at least sometime soon. Well, or hot. You guys, it's uh, about 112 in the valley. It feels like 112. It's so hot that my son and I, why not even, you had uh, an audition today that you wouldn't take. Yeah, um, I did. And my son and I literally stayed in our bedroom in front of the air conditioner on our uh, bed because out here is like a sauna. It's just nuts. It's so crazy. So if you're interested in getting your sweat on, come on over. Yeah, it's like a sauna, you guys. We'll just throw some red lights up, like an infrared <laughs> sauna. Just don't, just don't be sweating everywhere because that's gross. That's the worst part of the gym. You walk around, nude bodies, and sweat everywhere. What gym are you going to that there's nude bodies you, everywhere? <laughs> the dudes are so interesting. But that's in the gym. That's inside of the yeah, thing. Yeah, in the, in the locker room. Like, you walk around, and it's like, I don't know if that's water from someone taking a shower or just sweat. That's gross. Yeah, it's very gross. No, thank you. Bye. I wear flip-flops. Yeah, because you can get athlete's foot otherwise. That's right. Or feet, whatever. And you do not want athlete's foot. That stuff's gross. Nope. Nah, this was How a nuts random. week. This was well, a it's, nuts it, what's crazy is that we're week. saying this is a nuts week, but it's like Monday, so it's a new week. But last week wasn't. Last right. week was nuts. You're right. My bad. Last week was insane. Yeah. Do you want to start it off? Why was it insane? I don't even know. It feels like a whirlwind. Well, first of all, it's juggling. We think we've kind of talked about this before. It's either like super slow yeah. or it's super busy. And I think it's one of those weeks where we had so many auditions. Mm -hmm. We had to bring Judah. We would have auditions like on two separate parts of the city. Literally. And we have one car. <laughs> and we would have to try to like make each other's auditions. It's what's like family audition. For those of you who caught our family audition on our Facebook. Oh, yeah. It's up there if you haven't checked it out. Mm -hmm. We taped. Um, we did a live. A live. Yeah, that's what it is. Live streamed a fa family audition. It was oh. our commute from our house to Santa Monica. And it's riveting. 
If you haven't seen it yet, my goodness. Oh, yeah. The 405. I mean, <laughs> our commentary on it. Our commentary. Just hop online to Facebook.com and look for No Be Like Show Be and you'll find it. Until we pull it down. We're pulling it down for a little special treat. Oh, well, then get on it. I don't know what you're <laughs> waiting for, y'all. So, yeah. So, basically, it was just a really busy week. And, yeah. you know, it's it's in Preston shot a short film. I did. I did. I think I talked about it in the intro of last episode. But um, an exciting weekend for me. Uh, shot a really cool short film by a director out of the New York Film Academy. And um, it's really exciting. We did all weekend straight through. Um, we did a night shoot last night, so I literally was up from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. this morning, and uh. Uh, it, it was crazy. Oh, and this shoot was nuts. Okay, so it was basically three shoot days separated by almost four days, um, and w every day something crazy happened. I don't know if I told you this because I was too tired, but the day one, there was a, across the street, we had this house that was in 1904, right? Oh, right. That's Built right. In San Pedro, right? San Pedro. It was a beautiful house. The, the dude only rents it for uh, filmmaking. Well, we're in this house across the street. It's in this like really interesting neighborhood, like literally <laughs> stacks of homes on top of each other and hundreds of people in one place. It's crazy. But anyways, uh, there is a giant tree across the street and a huge rac raccoon brawl happened. Literally, the weirdest raccoon It's a raccoon sound. posse. A raccoon posse got into a giant fight. And it was like, rah, rah, And, like, we're trying to shoot, you know. So we're trying to, you know, the sound is important. At this particular shot, we're outside of the house. So we can hear and see everything. And the whole neighborhood's like, what's that? And they're all standing around looking at the raccoons. And then the old lady from the house with the tree runs out with her, uh, her, uh, she had a, uh, what is it? A sprayer, a, um, a, a hose. hose, a hose. She runs out with a hose that had like a little gun on it. And she's like, Oh Lord. My she, mom would have been like, get away from there. You're going to get rabies. You're going <laughs> to get rabies. I'm like, okay. Hey, she might've had rabies. She was crazy. And, but she had a, a system like she knew. Raccoon to here, time to get the hose. And so we, we watched it all <laughs> unfold. There's like badass kids in the tree. Like she's treating them like they're just some badass yeah, kids in the she's neighborhood. And she's like, get out of here. That. Yeah. She's like, what are y'all doing? Not again. Oh my gosh. And then no. one of her cats like ran up and she got scared. And it was, it was why, like it, it sounds interesting, but it was crazy. Okay. Especially. So you had raccoons on the first day. So that day. happened day one. Day two, we show up and there's this huge fight between a either a boyfriend and a girlfriend or a husband or a wife like yelling you are the word la, 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 on the street right fast forward we go to the back of the house where we're taking a break and we're all upstairs and uh, we're just chatting and there's a house remember how i said the houses were stacked onto each other right behind this house that we were shooting in was like an apartment complex and a huge window slides open slams open it's like douche and then all these clothes start getting tossed out of oh. the room like literally clothes after clothes and i'm like oh no and come to find out it was that same couple in like this epic battle they were having their own cinematic drum drama dramatic um episode they were that. That we, we should have just tuned the cameras to it and that's then funny increased the that's something i probably would have done yeah Hey, not with me, baby. A long time ago. I think I have done that. 
<laughs> don't and, don't and make me mad. So that's night number two, and then night the and then the overnight multiple things happened. So first, the location was a pretty cool like um, grocery store area, convenience store, convenience store. Across the street was a vigil because sadly, this is actually really sad. A kid died on a Vespa like three days before, and there was this huge crowd of people. And where they were, I mean, I'm glad that they were doing it. But what's funny is where they were was where we were supposed to be getting the first shot. So oh, they had no. to like, we had to like figure out how like to Like how shoot. do you tell them, hey, I know that you're honoring <laughs> the deceased, but we're shooting a film. So. Yeah. We, yeah. Rightly so. They didn't, they didn't tell them anything. Of they, course. You know, sorry. Yeah. Figure it out. And so we shot from a little further behind, ended up working out great, but that was happening. That's crazy. And then we go around the back of the store where we were waiting for our different shots to come in. And there was this huge um, standoff between the police and some dude that was holding himself hostage in his home with a gun. Awesome. A block from where we were. So literally, my favorite thing that Nadia calls uh, police helicopters are ghetto birds because they're, they're always flying. The ghetto bird popos. And uh, so these, uh, these helicopters were flying for literally three and a half hours. That's and how did you guys shoot anything? Fortunately, I mean, they had this lapeled up. You know, we had lapel yeah, yeah, mics. Yeah, 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 and then they, mics. they had the boom mic, too. And they were inside shooting. We weren't outside shooting. Okay. But it was really crazy. It was so consistent. The it's so nuts when you think about it. It's like you are in the middle of a city but that has a lot of, like, things being filmed throughout the city. Yeah. But yet life is still going on. And did you know that there was um, a fire uh, it was, to was sushi Tokyo. Uh, I think it's called Tokyo Delve. Is what it was. Is that what it was? It's a, a huge sushi like karaoke bar off of Lancashire and like five other stores. Co Joe's Coffee got burned down. What? Yeah, Joe's Coffee, um, some like theater th that sushi place, and like two other places. It's like it five. They're thinking that it might be arson or something. I don't know. Oh my gosh! It's just crazy when that you think you, of that's the punchline to my story, baby. You took it away from me. I was leading up to the fire. Oops. My bad. I was leading you guys to a story. Hey, so. No, but that's how it ended. So that happened. And then the last thing that happened, we were doing a take and there's smoke filling the space. And we're thinking it's our equipment, right? Everyone's like, is there a light that's burning something? And we run outside and there's four helicopters, not police helicopters, all news cameras. So I was like, oh no, there must <sighs> be something major happening. Sure enough, it was a fire. And then at the time, it was too early for you to be awake. But the fire was in the direction of our house. And I was like, I don't know if not in Judah are safe. And Man. then I saw that it was on Lancashire. But then you're like, okay, they're safe. Um, it's, it's, just, crazy <laughs> it's just crazy to think. I don't know. That's just, that sounds like it's a movie in and of itself. It was. Um, but yeah, so you shot that, which was shot great. Shot that. It was a really cool experience. Um, the... I can't wait to share it with you guys. If you're in the L.A. area, they're going to be premiering it in September. It's a short. And uh, it was a really fun process. The director was really collaborative and um, extremely interested in the actors coming up with their, you know, points of views based on their characters. And uh, he was open to ideas. And it was a really cool experience because before every take or before major takes, we would, um, we would circle up 
and kind of goes through the psyche of what the character would be thinking in that moment before action what's happening what are they feeling what's happened before because we shot so many things out of sequence that which is usually how it goes i mean for those of you i mean for those of you that have work you know that that's that's how it goes but for those of you that you know don't know how that works you're watching a movie you know it's it's not mostly ever shot like from beginning to end it's like you everything is shot out of order you can go from like a hilarious scene to like the next scene being like a totally dramatic scene or just like you know just a lot of different changes can happen it's just completely out of order so you have to know as as your character and the job that you're doing as an as an actor you have to know what these transitions are and the truth is even you know it's really generous of that director to yeah to have those conversations because you know a lot of directors sometimes aren't don't work like that they're they are more about technical and how how they're gonna how it looks versus the process of the actor but um i think it's really cool if you have that um if you have that if you have that kind of an input from somebody that is that hands-on and collaborative i totally agree and what was also really cool is the whole crew was extremely quick like it also, if you're in the biz, you know that a lot of the job of the actor is hurry up and wait. You know, you get to set oh and gosh. they take, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to set up the one shot where you like walk in with the keys and and then you, yeah. you're done. And then they take an hour to an hour and a half to set up the new, next shot. It's great. I've been on set where I've needed to be there at six in the morning, uh-huh. like drove an hour, six in the morning, and they don't even... Like you get there, they rush you to hair and makeup, they rush you to wardrobe, and then you literally sit there. And sometimes you'll sit there, and then it's like lunch, and you they haven't even seen you yet, and it's like oh, okay. And that's you know that's a part of it. It's one of those things where it's part of movie movie magic. It's the movie magic of it all. You know, you're watching it, and you're like, wow, it all looks cohesive. But you can show up day one and be doing the most difficult acting part, like a, a yeah. character breakdown or a fight or a. Um, you know, the, 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 the pinnacle of the comedy, you c- that can be seen one and you haven't even really worked with your other actors. And sometimes you might not have another actor in front of you. Right. At all. Yeah. So you're literally acting so, to a stand in. Yeah. That is standing in front of you. That's not giving you anything. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's, you know, when you think about it, our job is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. I was having a talk with the other dude who's mm-hmm. in it and we were. Uh, just kind of going over the shoot and discussing how funny it is that it's like 4 a.m. We're in a random convenience store in North Hollywood. All the things that are happening in life around us, and we're pretending. You know what I mean? We're like yeah. just like, and everyone's working really hard. Like yeah. the the crew worked so hard, and they were so fast and good. And the uh, the director of photography, the DP, was amazing. He had such an eye. And we're like watching all this like art happen. And then we stood, uh, stepped back for a second and thought, it's crazy that we're doing this. It's crazy that it's uh, on a weekend, that no one's getting sleep. Everyone's working really hard <laughs> to pretend like something's happening, you know? And it's just so funny if you think of it like that. But then we also you know, were talking about story and how like that's like the longest tradition, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's even how, like, they teach sometimes through stories, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so funny because it reminds me of the first time I ever did a student film or, or like, a you know, a short. And um, 
I was studying at Howard Fine's acting studio in Hollywood, and I had a teacher there who was really great. And when I first started out, she was so, always so encouraging and kind of would bring me to this push, bring me to the side, and tell me like, "Hey, you have so much potential. Like, I really yeah. want to like." She was kind of pouring into me, and she she taught at LA Film School as well. Oh, and I didn't know um, that. yeah, so she taught a, uh, she taught directing at LA awesome. Film School, and um, she was like, "Hey, so there's this movie that." Um, they're going to be shooting for one of my students' master, his master, like, thesis. Yeah. And um, I would like for you to come audition for it. So I was like, okay. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I go all the way to LA Film yeah. School, and I got the part. And it was just so funny because... Which one was that? Was oh that my, the scary The psycho one? one? Yes. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Yes. It was so bad. We have that one. Yeah, no. It was... The word it was so bad. My acting was just like I'm like really you th you you like literally think I have potential. Like I don't know what like seeing that video is just like really bad acting, and so um, I can make fun of it now. But but it was funny because the the guy in it uh -huh. the was like the uh, the guy that I was stalking basically. I mean it was so bad. Now that I think about it, I had this scene where I had to like choke some. I had to like do like a chokehold on this girl. I'll be like, I gotta choke this bitch out. But like literally had to like, wore like a ski mask over my head, like a hoodie. And then I had to like, I actually don't remember if I had to grab like some, basically did my own stunts. Yes. Speaking of stunts. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and then it just looked so bad because it was just like a lot of muffling. And I was like, <laughs> you can't have him. Yes. You can't. It was so bad. But anyway, the dude that I was playing opposite, he apparently has been acting for such a long time. He was not good. Sorry. And that's what he told you. And I'm not, that's why. No. So, wait, what? Baby, what if he listens to this? Baby, we didn't even say what the name of the movie was. I didn't title it. Yes, he did. No I didn't. Worries. I said I played a psycho. <laughs> that's what I said. That's what I said. So anyway, if you're out there, I should have told you this like 10 years ago, but I didn't. But he, he was the worst because mm. he would be like, I need you to do this so that I can do this. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't take an acting class? <laughs> like, I get what he's trying to do. But yeah. like, also like, like, I don't, I just felt like that was crazy that you're like, I need you to do this so that I can get there. Yeah. No fool. That's your job. Right. Like, that's your job. My character is completely different than yours. Like, it, it was crazy. It seemed like he was like... I mean, I didn't think I was great in that movie, but he seemed even worse. And I was just like, all I right. I just had an awesome idea. What? For everyone who's listening and excited to see this, what if we put that as a perk for Patreon? I actually was going to say that. <laughs> I actually was going to say that. That would, that would have awesome. to be like a $10 a month thing. Yeah. Like you ain't getting that for $2 a month. <laughs> Sorry about you it. You know what? We're going to figure it out. But if you go, if you swipe up in the show notes and iTunes, you just swipe up and then there's links there for you. And if you decide to be a Patreon member, we're going to put up Nadia's first stuff and we'll put up my first oh stuff. Oh my gosh. That stuff was hilarious. That would be so fun. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. That would be entertaining to say the least, guys. Um, but <laughs> but but whatever. So so anyways, it. it was just it was just the whole process of like, you know, shorts, but you know what? You got to commend these uh, people going to film school. And, yeah. you know, they have a body of work. I mean, and who knows? Like, some people, I don't even know what that guy's doing now. The guy, the director that uh -huh. directed the film. Um, 
but I know that your dude's excited and possibly wanting to like get into some film festivals. Yes, and, yeah. And the, he's the going back to New York, and mm -hmm. yeah, he's from New York and did the first half of the program there. I think that's how that school can work. Is okay. you can leverage the two schools, from what he was telling me. Um, but I was just really impressed by everyone who came through that school. Everyone was really professional, like um, really quick. Like I said, the the setup was crazy we were always working which was cool because sometimes there's a lot of downtime on set but we were like you know what's cool is um what i loved for you was uh -huh. that a lot of we do a lot of our own content right yes and when you're doing your own content and you're creating you know yeah you can hire people but when you want to budget um, you kind of got to be resourceful with what you're doing or, you know, ask right. favors, but you don't want to ask for too many favors because then you're annoying. Um, but it was cool that you showed up and your only job was to act. Yes. That's it. Yes. Like you didn't have to set up the light and make sure that the sound and make sure that, like you do for the show. <laughs> and um, hold on, Mama. No, totally. Um, Nadia's getting our dog. If you're on YouTube, you'll see her. Sorry, y'all. It sounded like there was some kind of like a, a what sounded like a gunshot or a firework, and she does not like fireworks. Hey, we're in North Hollywood. Things happen. Yeah. But you're 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 right. It was a really cool break from wearing all the other hats. It was very nice to really just focus in on the character and what I was there to do. I loved that for you. And it was really calming. You know, and uh, when all the craziness was happening, I was like, this is cool that like, and that's what I love about film is if everyone's doing their job as well as they can perform it, then it's a beautiful collaboration. It's a, a cool thing to see so, it all come yeah. together when like the, the, you know, the PA is like running the, um, you know, making sure that the, the snack table is moved out of the shot and. Like, it's to where everything moves smoothly and people are, you know, setting up the lights exactly where they should hit. And, you know, the... Um, Sorry, that was a bug. You okay? Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with bugs. We have a fly swatter. Um, <laughs> for those of you just listening, Nadia, uh, killed a bug. I smacked a bug. Sorry. N Nadia won. I, I, I can't. Zero. I get, like, grossed out. That's okay, baby. And then now it's on my hand, so that's even better. Ooh. But sure, whatever. Yum. <laughs> but anyway, you were saying... I think just boiling it down to uh, that's why I love film. It's a really cool thing that that artists can get together and perform different functions, but they all serves the film. And yeah, then at totally. the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, like I, d I did this thing for MTV once. I don't know if I told you. I was just uh, a PA running um, oh the walkies for MTV. I and think you might have told me this. And literally my job was to make sure that everyone who was someone on set had a walkie that was working. Had a battery, was working. That's, how'd you get that job? I don't. I don't even know now. That I think about it. I was in. Uh, I was going to school. I was going to college. And wait, was this in L.A.? No, this was in Alabama. This was. Uh, they did MTV's Making the Band. Do you remember that? Of course. And so they took the tour around to the different states where they would do the auditions. And so, on the Alabama audition, I was running the uh, walkie-talkies. So did you ever want to be like? Can I audition to be in the band? Yeah, I did. And then I stepped outside and I saw the line was like 12 people long. They didn't advertise it. 12 people? It was like 12 people long. So you couldn't get in that line? 
No, but once I saw that, like the hype of the show was like, ah. Oh, <laughs> like, I was like, you couldn't get in that line. I was like, oh, that's why that show's no longer on air, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I see, I see, I see. It was not appealing, but all that to say that I took that job very seriously. I was like, these walkie-talkies are going to be charged. The people are going to get them. At the end of the day, I'm going to be able to check off a list that I got every single one. And not knowing it then because I was just getting started. But that's an important piece of filmmaking that, yeah. that no one thinks about. Is the, the, the organization of what happens on the set in order for the, the, the movie to kind of come to life. is It's really beyond me. So if you're out there and you perform these functions regularly and that's your job. Your job is the unsung heroes. Um, they call it below the line. Um, in the industry but if you're out there and you're doing that thank you we see you i know nadia and i see you especially whenever we have like when we're doing our own stuff we have to perform those functions yeah I, and it's I, hard it it's really hard i'm sweating in my clothes right now from just setting up the lights so. i'm just sweating from being hot <laughs> that's just your uh that's just because you're born hot baby okay ow, ow. <laughs> and you had a good week too you had an awesome audition it just happened. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a well. I had to put myself on tape. So, um, I currently do not have a theatrical agent or a manager, and so I'm kind of trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna go pursue one or what. I'm just kind of trying to like figure out what the next the next step is. But I have been submitting myself on what's called Actors Access. Oh, so yeah. it's um, you know it's a database that actors have limited access to breakdowns of certain projects um and we've talked about it before here so i just kind of you know i check it every once in a while i i really don't check it a ton and when i do there's not always a ton of great stuff you'd be surprised some of the stuff i'm like how is this even getting made but whatever yeah. but there was a project in particular so i submitted and they requested an audition and they wanted um a self-tape for basically a pre-read for an audition and it seemed like a really fun character. And yeah, um, I had a friend of mine named Kaz um, record it, which I'm hoping we'll um, be able to get on as a guest for a future episode. So yeah. we can hear about just her and um, her as an actress and her in the her work business. that she's doing in her business and stuff. She does a lot of coaching and self tapes and stuff like that, commercial classes and stuff, which she's like so great. So, um, so yeah, I got to do that, and um, it was funny because it's the first audition that I've done, like, well, theatrically, so for, like, you know, TV or film, something that's not commercials, that I've had to self-tape. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I'm going to be rusty because mama, <laughs> mama hasn't, has, you know, there's just, it's a different type of an audition. Um, right. And so I actually felt better than I thought. I thought, you know, I think the preparation that I that I took the time to prepare felt solid, and you know, it was with Kaz's help, it it just kind of came together. It's awesome. Except for my hair, my hair did not come together. You never think about all the pieces. It's just so hot, you guys. I'm. It's like I look like a like a furry Chewbacca. Like I went in there, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just gonna throw some pomade in my hair so it can be look like. If defined. you look like Chewbacca, Chewbacca is a ten. Okay, but um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks, babe. Of course. But it's so funny because I watched the video back and I'm like, 
Is that what my hair looks like? And she then my husband the really, tries to She asked me the really awkward question of first she goes, Okay, we're gonna replay this because I'm I want you guys to know what it's like on the other end of this. If you're a lady out there asking your man questions. So, <laughs> Whatever. So I watched the video. Nadia was putting our son down. And, um, what I said was, hey, can you watch the video? Yes. Because honestly, I want you to watch it first. Because if I look awful or I it was or it was awful, I want you to tell me before I even watch it. So that that's she I know, guys, don't listen. Yourself. Okay, I'm just being vulnerable here. That's what she said. And then so I watch it and I'm like, wow, this is really great. And then she comes out and I pick the take that I liked. And I'm like, hey, I like this take and this take and so she watches it and she goes oh one of the, the first statement my hair looks terrible she watches it we figure out the take and then she goes does my hair look that bad and i'm looking at the screen and looking at her and i'm looking at the screen and the only thought going through my mind is it's a camera it's going to pick up what you look like so if you think that your hair looks bad Sometimes things then look worse on camera. Yes, then yes, what you're looking at is your hair. And if you think that that's bad, then that's bad. I did not think that's th that that's bad, but it was such a weird position because I want to be honest. Because he, he doesn't ever think anything looks bad. Only sometimes when I don't no, wash my hair for like a week. No, I've been doing better. I've been trying to do better <laughs> at, at being honest and saying in a loving way, hey, you I ugly? don't like that. Or you G L Y. You, you ain't, ain't got, got no, no alibi. alibi. You ugly. You ugly. No, he's never said that. He's not gonna call me ugly. But you know what I mean, okay? Come on now. I'm like a part of Hollywood lie. is like you know, you, yeah. like you gotta look the part. And I don't typically look the part because I'm usually in sweats and stuff. Hey, that's not true, babe. It is true. <laughs> no, it is true though that, that people tell me I need to care more. That's a problem. Including us. I think, you know, we've come to the conclusion that we... We need to care more. If guys. you guys have tuned into the first two episodes... I was in my pajamas. <laughs> you too. We were like, okay, we got to... We got to do something right. about this. We need a makeover. <laughs> so if you're anyway. out there and you give actors makeovers... I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, but it, she did a great audition. We're going to send it out and we'll see. And now I know. realize that I have frizzy hair. Because that's what happens when you have naturally wavy hair. And mm. then the, the, the heat of, like, heat wave just w kicks your ass up and down. And mm. I'm and I'm s walking from my car. Literally, I walked from my car to my friend's place to shoot this thing. And I instantly felt like my I was on fire. Like, I was so hot. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my bangs are sticking to my face. Oh, my gosh, my, like tinted sunscreen is like melting off my face i should have worn more makeup because i don't really wear makeup anyway you don't need makeup that's not what the camera says that brings me back to a <laughs> thought that i had about the the film you know you're talking about the heat and you you everything's falling sweating off of you and you know your hair's going crazy and you, you you're not boring this is just what i'm not yawning at you i'm just tired it's just hot no worries but you're saying if you're just in, in case you're YouTube watching i'm you're yawning a lot guys it's uh, it's not that she thinks I'm boring. It's that she's tired, and that's okay. You can be tired. I'm not. It's just it hot. It is so hot, and the heat makes you more tired. But that brings me back to yes, the you're film. The um, what's so funny about making a movie is you're often m making it for either a time period or a time of the year, and you're in wardrobe that represents that. Oh Lord! But if you the location that you shoot in is opposite of what you're going for, it makes for a difficult shoot, i.e., here's the example. 
if you were in a jacket, a full-on jacket, zipped all the way up, and you're in a convenience store that the owner doesn't run the air because he's a penny pincher. Was that part of the storyline or was that just... It was not part of the storyline. This dude dude was a hustler. We're going to talk about the store owner owner in a second. Please, I would not be dry. First of all, you probably can't have the air because of sound. Because you, he probably has an old ass like air, like yeah, no. And two, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not paying yeah. so that people can be running my air. <laughs> Y'all can shut it off. You would think that would be in the in the fee, but anyway. So we get in there, and we walk in, and there was a production in that market right before we got there. So literally, they were packing up and leaving when we were coming in wow. to unload. Mm. And I was like, "This dude's a hustler." We're talking in a second about another side side hustle he's got going on. But so we get in, we walk in, and it was like a a, a wall of heat. Right outside felt good because it was at night. You know, it started to cool off. Mm. But then you walk in, and it's like an oven. Literally, it was so hot. And our characters, um, me and the other lead, we had. Uh, Full-on jackets zipped all the way up. He had a lab coat. You had a ski mask on. We had on. ski masks because our characters are robbing something. I'm not going to give it away because I want you to watch. But you just said what it, where you were. Oh, yeah. I think you need to... Mm. Yeah, you need to mm, rein in the storyline a little bit. Um, I need to think You're this one through <laughs> before just jumping in. But um, watch it anyways. Thank you. Anyways, uh, so we're in these these jackets, and we're rushing through, right? We're robbing. So we're, like, you know, running through the aisles. We find a hostage, and it's really exciting, but it gets really hot. And so what does that do? We start sweating, right? What does the makeup artist have to do? They start to have to apply more and more makeup to keep us from looking like we're sweating because technically it's not in the summer, and we're not wearing jackets in the summer, you know? And that, to me, has always been a fascinating part of filmmaking is that a movie that looks like it's in winter, right, may not be at all. They may be burning up, and they have to make sure that the actors look like they're cold as, you know, mm-hmm. the middle of the winter. I think that's amazing. Yeah. That's a small detail that gets overlooked a lot is when you watch a movie, pay attention to it. Look and see how the actors are dressed and stuff. Someone made that decision. And that's so cool to me. That's that going back to, you know, the um, collaborative art. It's like someone is literally not sleeping over whether or not you should wear a red or a blue shirt. Like someone's job is to make sure that you look as good as you can on screen. And that's such a beautiful thing uh, that I think is is unique in the world of film. I guess our job is to make sure that we look awesome in person every day. And that brings us back to yes. the audition because that truly is the job of an actor going to an audition. When you get to set, unless your it's not your, your best job. self is not put together. Yeah. And then there's that, which is which. That's also no. You got to know your essence i guess you know like i don't always joke i don't sell lexus people i sell hondas and fords you're talking about commercials yes like my market is not high-end luxury i'm gonna tell you straight up baby i would buy a honda or a ford from you yeah i I know great that's what i sell i don't (laughs) sell i don't sell audis i don't sell mercedes i sell hondas i'm the honda like happy salesperson. I'm the Best Buy. Welcome to Best Buy. How can I help you? 
that's that's me. There's I another, another bug. I don't know if you guys can <gasps> get out of here. Oh so my gosh, it's honey, just they're everywhere. What? Why? We're gonna have to. F- Let me shut this door. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna shut this you guys door. You, you tell them a story about uh, your previous Honda jobs. No, I've done a lot of Honda spots, and basically, maybe this is a sign that we're supposed to move. Yeah, so all I'm saying is, like, you know, listen, yes, we can all do everything, but listen, I know what my wheelhouse is. I sell Hondas, I sell Dunkin' Donuts, I sell Fords, I sell, like, you know, I'm, like, the the girl at the bank that's helping out. Like, it, it's just, so, you know, I need to look good, but I don't need to look too good. So, basically, that that's kind of it, but... I guess I guess it maybe if I look better maybe I could sell you a, an Audi. And that's honestly a that's a cool thought and a like a little nugget of knowledge for actors out there is it's important to know your essence, you know? You 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 come into Hollywood and you're like I can do any role. You know, if you want me to be Yeah. Like how I was going to be a model, but I'm like 5 feet yeah. tall. Really? Well, I still think you could be, but we're in the world of Instagram models. It's possible. Babe. Yeah, that's no thank you. Look I mean, no offense, but like that's not, no, I don't, no, I'm not trying to do all that. It, it's funny because I would get these headshots. I When I first started out, I spent like $1,300. So, oh my God, here's another one. Uh, here's another story. So I met this guy through probably somebody that I shot the man show with. So they were like, hey, he's a great headshot photographer. So I came all the way to downtown L.A. to shoot headshots with this guy who basically, I think he did, no, he must have had a hair and makeup chick there. But he styled everything. And so this guy was a trip because he shot all these crazy pictures. Like half of them I was in like clothes that look like I was like posing in front of a shower curtain with this like tiny like yes. top and like hair straightened out my hair was mm. blonde and it was like in the wind and um he shot for a lot of girls he shot a lot of girls for playboy and he was like oh you should go like you should go like here's somebody's number <laughs> and I, honestly I, I was like why would I do that because listen I would not what for whatever for what it's worth I wouldn't do that just because it's like no that's not my thing but it's funny because he said to me, you, what did he say? He said, you have such, you have such a pretty face, but your body not so much. Like what? literally he said that. And I was like, I was like, what am I supposed to even say to that? Because, what? because I was so small. And so he, he would, he, so he like photoshopped these pictures or he sent me these pictures and the way that he shot them make me look like Amazon, like Amazonian. Like I was some yeah. Amazonian, like just statuesque, like, like super, like I was like, oh, my waist looks smaller. My legs look slightly thinner and longer. How? Wow. He must be like a genius photographer. Yeah. I would never be able to use these pictures for anything ever in my life. Like, I don't even know. No, I just couldn't. Every, every, the one headshot that I used was like with a super low cut shirt and my hair like super done up. And, um... And I got some agents through that. And then, but when I would take meetings or go to auditions, literally every single person was like, oh my God, you're so small. I thought you were like way taller. (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't know how you thought that. Did these uh, photos confuse you? Yeah, literally people were like, you look like you would be taller from your picture. 
But that honestly solidifies that point that you should be aiming for as an actor, figuring out who you are. Like whenever yeah, you that walk into me. a room and your friends see you, there's an essence that you give off. And it's you want to fight it, you know, as com- coming from someone. An and actor some people who, would fight it. Who has fought it, you know, like generally in my life, I would be told that I'm funny. I used to be severely overweight. So Yeah, you guys didn't know that Preston was almost 90 pounds heavier. I was 90 pounds heavier and um, I lost a lot of weight and am healthier now, but not where I want to be. I was even... I was even in better shape a few years ago, so I'm trying to get back to that. But, um, like, what's so weird and interesting about the journey of an actor is when someone would tell me I was funny, they meant it as a compliment, right? They, They were like, hey, you're really funny. I saw that as I'm really fat and I don't feel comfortable in my skin and I don't like the way that I look, so... When they would say funny, I would see it as a like an insult. Well, yeah. Which was work that I had to do. They didn't mean it as an insult, but that's just how I felt about it. No, for sure. But I also think that it's also kind of like, you know, listen, there's so much pressure, I guess. It's so interesting, like, what this conversation is becoming. But there's just so much pressure that has always been there, right? Whether it's like, you're too skinny, you're not tall enough, you're not light enough, you're not brown enough. Like for me, like, it's like, oh my God, you're Latina, but you have green eyes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess Latinas don't have light eyes. Yeah, I literally yeah. had agents ask me to go get brown contacts. And, and I did. I was, it's just, it's so stupid. I mean, now we're in a different time. Yeah. Um, but, what, but, but what I was going to say was, I think... Here's the thing. If you if you feel like you need to change or evolve as a as a human being, yeah. I think that should be something that you do because you want to. 100%. Not because you think you have to. Right. So the fact that like you know, you didn't want to be a Chris Farley. Right. Um and which he's brilliant. He's but that like let's just say like he's a specific type of actor, yeah. right? And so and so I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I think then you have to kind of be true. Like, you know, like I have some friends that like I just I'm more comfortable in like kind of being cute and like, yeah, I don't even know what this word is, but to do this. <laughs> I don't know what that word if, is. If you're listening to us, you can pop on over to her YouTube to see what she's doing. So I, I, I and the thing is, it's like that's kind of my comfort zone. But then I yeah. also have the side of me that's very like. Uh, like kind of like a smart ass and a little bit like cynical mm-hmm. uh, but I can also be like the best friend but I have friends that are like girl if you just like you know like wore heels and tighter jeans and like a push-up bra like you could be you could be that hot girl because girl you hot and it's like yeah but like I did that when I first started and uh-huh. I didn't feel like it was my authentic self yeah. Like, I feel like I try to be that. Like, I had act- people, photographers, be like, oh, my God, you're like a young Angelina Jolie. You're like an ingenue, Sophia Loren. Yes, darling, yes. And it's like, I kind of bought into that. And then yeah. it just, it wasn't until I matured into, like, my authentic self. Right. And I think that when you are into, you, in your and, and the changes that I've done, whether it was cut my hair or dye my hair or whatever, has or embraced the quirky, embraced the the quirky, the, quote unquote, yeah. or whatever the frick. I don't know. This the the move you're the doing. little like <laughs> spazzy, whatever. I think that 
it's because I've wanted to. So like. Right. So so going back to the like the taking your funny as an insult, it's like I had to realize as a person that for me to see it that way was unhealthy as a person, not as an actor. You know what I mean? It was completely separate from who I was. And what it was forcing me as an actor to do is to push against what came naturally to me. What came naturally was to make people laugh or, yeah. or, or, or to inhabit the role that kind of took people by surprise kind of deal. And what I would do is I would try to be like, well, I don't want to do that. because like, I'm going to be Tom Cruise. Yeah. Which, hey, that's still <laughs> a possibility. But I don't have to be Tom Cruise. I can be Preston. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, you know, um, sometimes you're just like, I'm not going to. Yeah, but I would. F- I, that, that, and you're honestly, not going to lean in. Yeah. And being being real with you guys, that's that's the point. Like I would I would want to look for the roles of something that I was not because I was feeling like as a person, you know, not confident in who I was. And as I started working on that, as I realized that one, realizing that in therapy was awesome because now I can appreciate when someone says you're funny. I'm like, oh, it's it, that's actually hard to do. Not yeah. everyone can get that compliment. And it's, you know, comedy is often seen as a, a really difficult thing. So it's like uh, something that I was pushing against. I was like, oh, why am I pushing against it so hard? You're going against the grain. You were going against the grain. It's going against the grain because of how I felt as a person. So I didn't realize when I got into this whole acting thing how it's actually, as the artist, you have to go on a personal journey. And when you recognize, I think, you know, you said it best whenever you kind of, that, you know, that character that you described in, in you know, your, <laughs> in, your my, in my body language. In your body language. When you embrace that, you started working more. Yeah, because it's like I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to be like somebody else. Because really all you can do is bring yourself to the table. Right. And, you know, I've had so many acting coaches and um, some of the really good ones I've always left like with like little tidbits and. I have an acting coach named, or that I studied with. His name is Ron Burroughs at Art of Acting Studio. He worked, uh, he traveled with Stella Adler, like all over the world. And he, he's so, he's so great. I love him so much. We've become friends and um, he was at our, um, our, uh, yeah, like our, we when have, we eloped yeah. at our party, he, he's, he's wonderful. And so one of the things that I remember that he said was he worked um, a lot with um, Deb, Deborah Aquila, which is a big casting director. Okay. And he had said that, you know, he would talk to her a lot about um, actors. Mm. And it's like when you have a character breakdown of a, of a character. So it's like Latina or ethnically ambiguous, 20 to 30 or 25 to 35, you know, this, this, that, like whatever the breakdown is. And if you don't come in and make strong choices that are authentic to yourself, if you're coming to L.A. and your job is to blend in and be like everybody else, you're basically you're well <laughs> not just that but you're in the room and really they're just going to be like you're 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 not bringing your authentic self to your work to right. your audition to your experiences your point of view obviously within the realm of like script analysis and what what the writer has given you right. and how you you take that information but he said like if you have 20 girls that are coming in and they're all kind of just trying to give them what they want and they're all trying mm. to be the same it's just eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah. Who was the most, not like who stood out the most. Right. And I think that that's the hardest thing. I think you spend so much of your time trying to be like, what do they want? Yeah. 
And it's just like, instead of being like, this is what I'm going to bring, which I love, which that's what I love about, that is part of like the journey of discovering yourself as an actor. And I think part of that is living. Part of it sometimes is going to therapy yeah, and dealing with your own issues so that you're not losing your shit on people because they're saying this to you and it's wrecking your day. Right. They're saying a compliment to you or, or telling you the truth and you're like bummed by it because the truth can be hard you know like especially if you want to be a tom cruise and you're a, what's a what's a, a chris farley like chris farley's was brilliant yeah brilliant and did great things and it's like so you can be brilliant and do great things as an artist as who you are and i think about it if you're not an actor and this none of this makes sense but you're interested in film think about the person that you love your friends your family think about those people and what makes them them like it's the interesting way they see life it's the way that they handle conflict it's the fact that they love change or hate change or it's their laugh or you know it's the thing that makes them is all of like you can quantify it if you think about it well that's the hope i th i think that you know as a culture and as a society um i think that that's what i hope to see more instead of like division like 100%. between even like outside of the industry just in general just yeah, you know i think so, social so you're not just around people that are just like you right like you you should be around people that you don't 100 percent agree with uh, with for everything and and the thing is like you just said it's like i think we're losing the art of appreciating people for the good and the bad i mean right obviously within boundaries you don't want to like uh, be in a toxic relationship with some right. uh, some a-hole that's like treating you like crap and you're like well I gotta embrace his shittiness and I'm gonna love him anyway no that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is yeah you know I think that even with for ourselves I think part of what we bring as artists and storytellers is our unique self 100%. And I think that instead of judging it and being like, oh, my gosh, I'm so dramatic all the time. I mean, yeah, I mean, in social situations, check yourself. Yeah. You yeah. can't be like a jerk to everybody. Uh, but I think that in that, there is something about like, you know, like my mom is crazy, but I love her. Right. She's my mom. She's nuts. Like my mom is like the life of the party. She's yeah. 70 years old. She wears tight pants and tight shirts and cut out shoulders and like will not leave the house without any makeup on. And she's like, I'm so cute. I'm so cute. Ah. And I'm just like, I roll, I roll. You're crazy. Oh my gosh, she's nuts. But honestly, the thing that people love about her is that. Right. And I think that if we did more of that as actors, hundred percent it would come through like or just at least stop judging ourselves so hard right it's already a a, a i keep saying role because i use that term a lot but it's a it's a job where everyone's judging it because that's the nature of it if you go to an audition you have to be judged like yeah that's part of it like it's okay to be judged in certain circumstances, but if that becomes the norm where you're judging yourself, where you're going, Oh my gosh. You know, like I shouldn't be this, or I should have done that, or I wish I didn't look like this, or I wish, you know, this, that, or the other, then you like, if, if your goal is to be a great actor, then you're going to miss out on that goal because of the judgment that you're placing on yourself. 
for instance, the moment that I started embracing comedy is the moment that I started working more. Yeah. When I started I, I, embracing comedy is when I got my first agent. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I remember telling you, like, you're hilarious. Yeah. Like, you're, and I get that. It's like labels have connotations sometimes that are attached yeah. to them that are can be traumatizing mm -hmm. depending on, I don't know, things we've suppressed and things that we haven't, like, made peace with or, you know, I don't know. Right. It's just, it's so interesting because when you think about it, it's kind of like, there's a lot of like soul searching that should happen and evolving. It's too, it's like, you know, I feel like I'm tapping more as a person. I think once I had Judah, yeah, my, I don't give a crap factor, like went through the roof. Yeah. Like honestly, like even just with people that I was always trying to people please, like in friendships, I'm just like, Hey, you know what? Like if you don't have time, I don't have time. Right. Like before I'd be like, oh my gosh, what did I do? There I got to text wrong. her five times. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, and it's like, I can't, I don't have the time. I don't have the mental, like, like the mental uh, wherewithal right. to be pussyfooting around with people. It's like, I'm more direct. I'm more to the point. And sometimes people might not like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because they know me as being like really kind of tiptoey and kind of being like, are you, did you, did you take that okay? Like, did you? Yeah. I, I didn't mean it like that. What I meant was, and it's like, I'm not mean. I'm just more direct. Right. And so I think that in my work, like even in this um, audition I had today, yeah. to tap into, it's like, okay, what are we doing here? Great. This is what we're doing. This is what this character's doing. Like, I don't have time to second guess every little thing. Right. So it's, it's, it's kind of freeing and liberating and. And then, and yeah. then you can build on it. It's like something that I realized is like a lot of the people that I look up to that were comedic actors have also been able to branch out into dramatic or action Steve roles. Carell. Steve Carell. Uh, Me Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Uh, like you don't have to be defined by your essence. Actors, we, we all believe that we can play anything and do anything. And the truth is, is probably not right away. But if, and if we're being honest with ourselves, there's a lot of work that has to go from your essence to the person who's completely opposite of you, like a Daniel Day-Lewis. Like the amount of work that that do guy does on his characters is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's un, you're unable to understand unless you're him, right? Yeah. But when you start to embrace your essence in, oh, I love this. This is a perfect way to kind of, to usher the end of the show in. But when you consider the fact that it is a business, that show business means that your skill has to make you or people money in order for you to do yeah. it. You think about it like this. Capitalize on the thing that makes you you. Capitalize on the thing that is special about you. Play to your strengths. Don't go and try to fix all of your weaknesses. Do what comes natural. And then as you build your career, as you get the you job, you can stretch yourself. You can stretch, you can build, you can add that skill. If you don't want to be a director out the gate, don't try to do a director job. Don't take a director job. Be an actor, and then eventually, when you have the capacity, add that additional thing. I wish if I were younger and jumping into this game, I, this is what I would tell myself years ago. Instead of focusing on 10 different things that I think I'm good at and doing 10% of my energy on all those things, by the time I come back to thing one, 
it's diminishing. I haven't made any progress. If I could have spent 100% of my energy on one thing, and that was being an actor of comedy, then I could have made the progress that I'm making now and then eventually added that action film, added that theater. It it could even be like just being a good actor because because in that it's like you're not just going to go necessarily study comedy. I mean, you can, but I think in that it's like, I think even just like maybe not, you know what, it's all good because the way I see it, it's like, yes, I think that you have a point. Like, like I wish I would have spent more time like really focused on one or two things at the top and just go going gung-ho yeah. than being spread too thin. But I think in that, it's like you've learned. There are things that 100%. you've learned along the way. Like, you know, when you've created your own content, you've... Um, You've, you've known how to light it, you've known how to edit it, you've known, and it's made you resourceful, and it's made you be able to put stuff out there that, oh my God, what is that? I'm going to go kill that. Continue on that. Um, guys, I don't know what's happening. I th- we went to go look at an apartment today. I think this is a freaking sign that we need to move. Because we never have bugs, and now there's a freaking bug on the floor, and I'm about to, like, what is happening? <laughs> that's a bug what was it was it one of those pincher bugs yeah where the heck did, it's this freaking I'd, heat I'd, you guys it's this freaking heat it's the heat if you're on youtube now you can see our uh, our bug tool i can't unreal I, think I don't have anything else to say but babe that was a perfect way to end it and i think that's what this show is about this one this episode be yourself really dig down if you're an actor if you're an artist out there if you're a cinematographer out there. Hey, if you're freaking a teacher, if you're yeah. a nurse, if you are a stay-at-home mom, if you are a stay-at-home dad, whatever. Yeah. Like, like. Focus on focus your strengths. Who, like, who are you? And like, you know, like embrace it. Like shed those things that are like not the best things or, you know, like work them through and yeah. really focus on the good and you know, know that you're going to constantly evolve and, and that's part of life. You sh- if you're not, if you're not evolving, I don't know what to tell you, man. If you're not growing, you're slowing. Is that, is I that don't, a I phrase? don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Another podcast, another episode, another one in the can. Thank you guys for following us. Thanks for, uh, dealing with us while we sit here and melt in our apartment and hearing us complain about the heat. That's right. And if you're out there and you're thinking to yourself, I want to be making movies, I want to be doing this thing, you're not alone. We're there with you. Yeah, and don't forget to, um, if you want to get a sneak peek at some of these uh, uh, first projects, (laughs) um, subscribe, or I don't know if you subscribe, but check out our Patreon and um, be a member and help support our show and um, that helps keep keep us going and um, help to be able to spread out some of this work so that my baby daddy don't have to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. And like she said, we'll be posting that on Patreon. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in next week where we have another exciting interview. We're going to be uh, interviewing the talented and wonderful Sofia Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. It was a great interview, a great chat. Can't wait for you guys to Can't hear wait for it. you guys to check it out. Until next time. Peace. <laughs>